Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 49 of the Book of Caleb, Critically Acclaimed. What does that mean? We actually dive into self-criticism. Is that healthy? Should you ever be self-critical? Or can it be productive? Michael is very helpful and um, critical about this subject. And I hope that you find some laughs in this as well. Enjoy. Now that you've gotten your salt lick out of the way or whatever I just witnessed, critically acclaimed the Book of Caleb podcast, episode 49. We are almost to episode 50 and a little teaser because episode 50 apparently is the Super Bowl extravaganza or something. Michael, welcome to the Book of Caleb. Wait, number 50. It's uh, another uh, turn for Mike's turn to host. That's next week. It's the lead up to the Super Bowl. We're going to call it the Super Bowl extravaganza. There will be an important announcement to make. Okay. Okay. There will not be an I important announcement to make. I was hoping you'd save that to the end, that there would be an important announcement to make. And I don't even know if there is going to be an important announcement to make. But you I'm just... I'm pregnant. So, are you happy? Congratulations. Okay. There may or may not be an announcement. I may or may not say words or sentences. Who knows? Tune in to find out. I was supposed to tease it, but I guess not. Not at the very beginning. You don't say the teaser of the teaser. I was just saying, you're referring to episode 50. Let's keep track and uh, focus on episode 49. What do you have today for me, Lower? Well, that's funny, Michael, because I was kind of being critical of where you were going. And this is all about self-criticism. Self-criticism, as opposed to wife criticism, spouse (laughs) criticism, spouse abusal. Yeah, and maybe it's a reflection of myself. I don't really know. But, Michael, do you know what self-criticism is? Can you give me a definition? Self-criticism is when you criticize yourself in hopes of self-improvement, self-awareness, or your self-esteem is so lacking that you cannot help but criticize yourself and you spiral into this... Abyss may some call depression, some may call (laughs) the point of no return. Um, So I think it could lead to many things. That is a great definition, Mm -hmm. um, according to Michael Caleb. Now, according to Wikipedia... Who's he? He um, was founded in the early 90s and uh, came to fruition, and he just knows a lot of information about a lot of different subjects. Wikipedia. Wik. You uh, can put anything you want on Wikipedia pages, right? But there's, like, someone that's, like, always updating it. There's, like, a team, a Wikipedia team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I saw something on a while a while ago. It's kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. Where did you see it? I don't know. ITPV or IPTV. I have a public television. Oh, yeah. okay. Which I'm sure owns Wikipedia. Sure. That would make sense. Right? Maybe. I didn't even see it on IPTV, but it was something so Wik- like that. Michael, self-criticism, according to Wikipedia, my most trusted source for anything, self-criticism involves how an individual evaluates oneself. 
Self-criticism in psychology is typically studied and discussed as a negative personality trait in which a person has dis- a disrupted self-identity. Okay, sure. I think a lot of people uh, probably have different levels of this. Did you know that every year I donate like $3 to the Wikipedia fund? Oh, that's what I was talking about. These people, yeah, they need funding so they can stay on top of this different you know, pages for everything that exists to keep it updated and accurate yeah and i wonder can you make your own wikipedia page profile like i'm gonna go ahead and look into doing that and um I will. you have to go through the wikipedia team like i, I can make a lauren caleb wikipedia page you? i don't i don't know i have no idea i'm confused now about who's running wikipedia and who's not i don't know i thought yeah you could definitely submit and like edit it and then like other people are like verifying it with sources and stuff and they make it seem like there's sources to it but you never actually click on the sources so who knows michael uh self-criticism so do you think that self-criticism is a good or bad thing or like what is your take on that i think it's good you think it's good you, everybody should self-criticize you need to be critical you need to um be aware of your shortcomings, of your flaws, um, in order to improve on these and thus improve on yourself overall. Michael, how can you improve on your shortcomings? We've been talking about no, no, this no, no, for no. years. Okay, you're always talking about this, you know, the innuendo of that. Um, you can't. If, if, that's how, if that's who you are, that's who you are in regards to that. Now, in other facets... Um, you have to work on yourself, no matter what. I mean, there's, you know, to be a well-rounded person. What does that mean? You know, are you a f- good friend? Are you a good father? Are you a good spouse? Are you a good, um, you know, manager? Are you a good employee? Are you a good colleague? Good human being? Good, you know, um, you know, just person that gives to others. You know, there's so many different facets. So, um, I think it's good to know what your you know, strong suits are, what your shortcomings are, obviously. And your wife will not let I you would, forget. Sure, yeah. I would say don't always focus on the shortcomings, know what they are, but you need to know what you're good at, and you need to focus on that. They say, uh, you know, for career-wise, you know, understand, know what you're good at, um, and then try to have that be your career, if you will, because then it won't feel like you're working or whatever. Um, you'll probably also have a successful career, um, which not everyone can do, especially the, these days. It's tough. Uh, you just people, a lot of people are out there trying to survive. So, um, but yeah, in regards to the things you need to improve, self-improvement, that's key. Obviously every year, the new year resolution, the new year resolution is always something that you're not good at, something that you've fallen short of over these years of your life. So it's always something that you want to improve on, um, but it's like a lot of times that thing doesn't happen for whatever reason you have to actually want or have a desire to become better at this thing that you think you need to be better at or that you're not good at um so that in itself can be a struggle so where to begin i guess when trying to improve you know this criticism you have of yourself you have to find a reasonable starting point and then also a plan of attack to stay on plan to actually attack this weakness of yours and improve it michael wow Um, a lot of that i was kind of saying the same things just using different words 
uh, and different synonyms. But, <laughs> but, it took up some time, and uh, I think at the end of the day, it made a decent amount of sense. Do you follow? I don't. I don't. Okay. And I liked how at the end you self-critiqued sure. your blurb. Sure. And you ended up pretty confident in your delivery. Well, yeah. I mean, you need to be. Confidence is something you need to have whether you know what you're talking or not. What do they say? Fake it until you make it or just keep faking it until right. the people don't even know if you're faking it if you're a professional. Whatever. doesn't matter. I'm out here doing my thing. I would like to be authentic. Authentic. That's true. That's at, good. That's at some good. point in the game, I don't want to be faking it all the time, Michael. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you fake it so much, then you believe. Like, like I said with George Cassinza, you know, if, if, the, you, if you believe it, it's not a lie. Oh, my God. That was like the best line. Yeah. I remember the first time you said that to yeah. me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Sure, it is true. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Okay, so self-criticism is ever a good thing. You're saying yes, right? And, like, as mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gathering, Michael, that it's also about, like, you'd have to have some sort of confidence in order to be self-critical mm. and productive from it. Yeah, you do. You have to have a confidence about it. True. It can't affect your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I think self-criticism is actually very important and probably impossible not to have either mm-hmm. like you know you people say oh i give zero f's you know like they don't care at all like that doesn't actually exist i feel like if you say oh i don't care about anything i give zero f's like you actually are more self-conscious and critical of yourself on the inside or you know maybe more insecure when you have to like announce that you're not i think you're insecure for sure um and how like how how am i not like self-critical of myself every day the first moment when i get up and like my first actions are like well i better like brush my teeth my breath probably stinks like isn't that being like kind of self-critical that's called self-hygiene that's important (laughs) okay that is different that's Mm -hmm. true but, you know, like I before I go to work, I like put on makeup, you know, because I feel like if I don't like or I just would I'm critical of myself. Like I want to like look like I'm put together a professional. I want to look like a professional. Like I didn't just roll out of bed. So I'm being self-critical of myself. I'm not naturally. I didn't just wake up like this, Michael. Even Could have right, fooled me. I know. What well, I'm looking at. The, exactly. The funny <laughs> thing is, is I'm not wearing makeup right now. Uh, Michael, do you I am. think... Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you've done a great job applying it for the very natural look. Thank you. And those eyebrow... That eyebrow is real, right? There this, should be two, but... The the brow? Yeah. Um, no, that's actually a tattoo. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey, I think mine are. I got microblading, so... Yeah, I know. Michael, I was looking up all this, like, research on self-criticism, and I got, you know, like, three Google hits down before I selected this really actually good article. I'm not going to take credit from this, and we're not going to go all through them, but Mm -hmm. from psychologytoday.com, another highly visited website Mm -hmm. for all things self-criticism. Okay. Uh, this They had one that's like the following 20 signs that you're overly self-critical. So, like I said, I'm not going to go through... 20? Because normally the lists are 10, but okay. Yeah, this was 20. 20, huh? Yeah, and normally it's like five. Five, like, five or 10. 
well, this is a no-brainer. I'm just going to go through all these, and that will fill an hour of time yeah, talking. exactly. And will be great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the podcast, you can give a teaser. Michael. Well, I think everyone knows who's playing the Super Bowl. Chiefs versus Brady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Brady versus the Chiefs. And so were you right about that? Well, pretty pretty much. So, I don't know. No. I, no. I, I said Chiefs Packers. I said Chiefs for sure. I said I think it'll be Packers, but I said... Don't count the Buccaneers. I could definitely see Brady doing it. I did not see the Bills having any chance, which I was uh, spot on. I saw the Buccaneers having spot a chance. Spot on. That's like saying, why didn't, you know. The- Chiefs were only a three-point favorite, and they, which I was shocked about. They kicked the hell out of them. They even spotted them nine points. on a, The Chiefs are in a different stratosphere. So I'm not going to give them my Super Bowl prediction. But I think you, you, kind, of, you can kind of lean towards where I'm heading to next week. But we'll get to that next week. That was a teaser if I've ever seen one. But I didn't. I heard it. All right, Michael. Some signs that you are overly self-critical. Number one. Number none of your business. You blame yourself for every negative situation. You feel you're personally responsible when bad things happen. Too quick to take all the blame while ignoring legitimate outside factors. For example, you blame yourself for planning an event on the day it happens to rain. Who does that? Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. The wedding planner, J-Lo. It's all my fault. I picked this date and it rained and the event went horrible. Yeah, that'd be... um... So what event? Some outdoor event? There's no events. This is hard to even fathom as a big deal, but whatever. Yeah. But uh, do do you blame yourself for every negative situation, Michael? No, I don't. A lot of times I will just, in my work environment, I will take the blame. If there's an issue, I always try to take the blame. Even though I know, oh, that's because so-and-so screwed up the dates on the reservation or so-and-so didn't clean the room. But I, as the, when the guest comes and complains about it, I, hey, I'm the general manager. I take this responsibility. That's on me. I, my apologies. Yep. Um, even though in my head I'm going, well, I didn't actually screw that up. That was so-and-so. You weren't the direct yeah. reason. But it is your fault, Michael. Sure. I mean, hey, as this old saying goes, if I can say it right. <laughs> I can't even imagine what you're going to say. A fish, only... a fish rots from the head? Or a fish stinks from the head? Okay. The top down, you know? Oh, uh, are you kidding me? I have never heard that. The the fish rots from the head? Some, yes. Yeah, look it up. Link that in the show notes. It's an old oh saying. Oh my gosh. I have, that, I've never even heard somebody say it. Fish rots from the head. You seriously think there's something like that? You want to talk about the butterfly? <laughs> Our butterfly garden? That we got five created. of them that bloomed last week. Yeah, we had a butterfly kit gifted to our son over Christmas, and they were caterpillars originally. If you know how butterflies work, metamorphosis. Caterpillars, and then they cocoon. They cocooned all five of them. Oh god! And then uh, they blossomed into five butterflies. And now there is only four. One of them is no longer with us. They went to butterfly heaven. Okay, rest in peace. And was there more to that? Well, they're dropping like butterflies. They're dropping like butterflies. You heard that saying? Yeah. No, my god. Dropping like flies. I know. That was a very funny little thing I thought I said. Oh, it was so funny. Not to all the butterfly lovers out there. 
Yeah. We're trying to keep them alive. We got nectar. We can't just let them outside. <laughs> You're supposed to do this in the spring or summer. It's because we we would have let the butterflies out of the thing by now, but we can't because it's a blizzard outside every day. They would die in 30 seconds. I know. It's like, where do I take these butterflies? And the thing is, so I texted Michael last night and I said, one of the butterflies is no longer with us. Yes, we text each other while we're in our own house together. And Michael's response it was, at least it's in a better place. It is because I don't. What is it like, doing flying around this little thing? Yeah. I like the butterfly. Like, yeah, it, I'm not saying that it has this, like, great life right now, but I'm uh, like, geez, like, it wasn't in hell either. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a sunny day today, so when I got home, I, uh, you know, I opened up the blinds, and that direct sunlight was hitting them, uh-huh. and they just loved it. They started flying around free, Aww. and they were on the thing, going towards the sunlight, getting that vitamin D. It was like a chromotherapy, light therapy that I like to do with red light. Um, they were getting that benefit from the sun. And they enjoyed the couple hours, and then the sun sets early because it's about 5.15. And can we also uh, bring attention to the fact that you also then texted me today and said that all the butterflies were, were alive. alive? Because the one that I saw that had deceased was in a different spot. Uh, I'm like, oh, like, oh, it moved over there. The other butterflies in their excitement, when I got the sunlight on them, somehow had pushed the other butterfly along there may or may not have been some cannibalism involved because i saw that one of its like legs and detached from its body <laughs> so i don't know how that happened um I'm sure it was an innocent mistake and uh, the other four butterflies see the dead butterfly does that get them a little anxious does that we... cause them to freak out a little bit like they're they're the next one like who's number who's the next one i'm gonna go down is it ethical to release them in like a parking garage i mean i just don't know where to take them other than the mall because they have they have the little nectar thing in there so and they're getting the sunlight for you know during the day but they're not able to spread their wings and fly fly so that's where i have a problem they're definitely being held captive right now and how long are they supposed to live like two weeks you know the lifespan on butterfly is not good (laughs) would you rather be a caterpillar or a butterfly Caterpillar. I think you just eat, 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 eat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems pretty easy, and you could just live on one tree, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, they exist to be eaten by birds. I think they're bird feed. Caterpillars? Yeah, you have to watch out for the robins and sparrows coming after you nonstop. So I don't know how great of a life it is. Yeah, it'd be tough. Like I said, Michael, some people wish they were butterflies, and Ooh. your response was like, Oh, it's in a better place now. And I'm like, some people want to be a butterfly. Not a dead one. No. Okay. But, you know, like, that wouldn't have been a bad gig for them. I I don't know. All right. On to another sign that you are overly self-critical. You often avoid taking risks. You tell yourself that you are going to fail because it happens every time, right? Therefore, you end up convinced that the safest course of action is no action at all. Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. I found that to be relatable. I feel like I can make up, like, excuses or scare myself into not doing something. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people can. Um, Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just how you are if you're risk avert or if you're more likely to take risk. Um, You know, the risk reward. You always are weighing that in life, you know, in business. uh, you know, pretty much every, a lot of aspects of your life is risk reward. Um, look at marriage, you know, the risk reward, uh, to that, everything, all your relationships, friendships, you know, everything kind of, there's a risk involved. So life is inherently risky. So don't be afraid to take a risk. 
Michael, let's uh, discuss more. How risky would you say the marriage is that you're in right Ooh. now? Well, as far as I know, very similar to a hand of blackjack. 50-50 is what I've been told. Oh, overall. But what about yeah. you personally? Oh, me, me personally? Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good thing. Am I going to... I'm just sticking with the blackjack reference. Am I going to bust out? You know, if I'm going to go over 21, bust, you lose. Or am I going to get dealt an ace up and then follow that up with a 10? 21. Blackjack. Perfect hand dealt. Can't be beat. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I think. R. Uh, marriage thus far has been been a blackjack <laughs> I could say that you <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even know that is so great um, yeah you're very confident Michael well I say confidence uh, killed the cat right that's another saying <laughs> the confidence killed the cat yeah, I know. and they're dropping like butterflies uh-huh. look them up oh the my head. god the fish rots at the head okay follow these good saints another sign that you're overly self-critical michael you avoid expressing your own opinion in my humble humble in my humble opinion uh i disagree with that statement you just made how dare you um yeah so that i have a podcast so i feel what i was trying to be like as unfiltered as i can be as we continue to grow but um i don't find that relatable at all you often avoid expressing your own opinion however however in a professional setting oh sure very little of my opinion I feel is expressed or I just always feel reserved and thought more thoughtful about everything that I say and not to be like calculated but just so that I'm not hurting anyone's feelings or offending anyone or just trying to like be neutral well I'm gonna say even if your business unless your business is just consists of you then you have to run it that way you know you can't just be shooting off your opinions 100% of the time, just fire them left and right because you're dealing with other human beings. Human beings are complex. Um, so if you have more than one person in your business, corporation, company, um, you have to be respectful of the others and they all need to come together in harmony. Yeah. Uh, so I also feel though, dance. To, yes. And you know, the thing is, is like, I feel like that would be a bad spot to be in where you are avoiding expressing your own opinion. Like, I'm not, like, avoiding that. Like, I work with people that have, like, similar mindsets or, like, logic and thinking. And so I'm not, That's like, nice. holding back. That's good. Or something like that. Like, oh, I disagree with everyone in this room about what they're saying. It's never, like, a circumstance like that. No. So I was just, like, yeah, thinking out loud. Like, actually, I don't, like, hold back. I just am more... Th- like, you know, professional. Well, sure. Versus like direct with you. It's just like I tell you instantly oh, what I'm for sure. yeah. instantly what I'm thinking, and there's no filter. I already. And... But the thing is, I already know what you're thinking most of the time. <laughs> I already know your response. I'm planning two, three steps ahead of that to counteract that, to deflect it, to just deal with it and uh, make best use of it you're so it is it is because you're confident think if you were self-conscious michael or like not self-conscious but you know like you had low self-esteem sure. and I, you were married to me mm. you wouldn't survive wouldn't survive 
Which makes maybe I have the low self-esteem. That's what I'm working on. Michael, mm-hmm. you are never another sign you're self-critical. You are never satisfied with achievements. Whatever you do, you find nagging flaws. You may believe that if you can't do something right, you shouldn't do it at all. However, you are prone to harp on inevitable flaws, even when your results are positive. I can't get no satisfaction. Does that mean anything to you? What does? Okay, I know that song originally. Like, it's a classic song sung by who? I don't know. Uh, Shirley Temple. The Who? No, like a rock band. It's a guy, whatever. You came home, you were singing it, and you are like, Britney Spears. And I was like, excuse me? That's not who sings that song. So then you played it on your phone. I never heard this version by Britney Spears. It's awful. How have you never God heard? awful. <laughs> I swear that's it like. It offensive. It was offensive. I swear that's like the first time I heard that song was on the Britney Spears CD. What CD was that? Baby Hit Me One More Time? No. Nope. I swear it was like the third one. The one where she's like wearing brown on the I mean, the there's cover. some Britney Spears songs that I like. That That's the worst Britney Spears song I have ever heard. Oh my gosh. Michael, you know, when you grow up and you don't have cable and sometimes all you have is the third album from Britney Spears. I was going to say that song was never one of her hits on TRL with Carson Daly. No. And I don't never. even know if she made a music video. I have no idea. But that's like on one of her CDs. You know, a remake of that song. Okay, that sounds horrible. What does that have to do with... Oh, because she made that song even though it was awful, but she still was like, whatever, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Well, I I was just singing, (laughs) I can't get no satisfaction because another sign that you're self-critical, like I was saying, is you are never satisfied with achievements. Well, if you're not satisfied with achievements, who who are these people? I mean... Just relax, you know, chill out. That oh, you know, know who does this crap? That's fake. That I think's fake. That I'm calling out. I'm going to the sports world here. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Even after they won a Super Bowl, or Nick Saban's really famous for it because he's won a ton of national titles with Alabama and he won another one this year. They've won like eight of the last twelve or something stupid like that. He has like a forty-eight hour rule. Like they could, he like, he celebrates that for forty hours. Then it's back to work for the next year. That season's behind us. Just keep going, you know. Just keep. He never takes a day off. Three sixty-five. Or for in, in his world, three sixty-three. I guess he takes two day, forty-eight hours to celebrate. <laughs> Shut up, Nick Saban. He's he's full of it. I think Nick Saban. I don't even know how good of a coach he is. I know he went to the NFL and he failed and he lied to the Miami Dolphins that he wasn't going to take the Alabama job. Uh, he's like, no, I'm the coach of the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to take the Alabama job. And then I think it was 24, 48 hours later, he was on a plane to Alabama. And he had lied. Well, Michael, he, maybe... I, I do not, he's a snake. They call him Snake Saban or Nick Snake Saban. I don't know what he is. I don't like him. It sounded like he dropped like a butterfly out of that coaching job. Yeah, but then he went to Alabama, and now he's like, they consider the most successful. He is the most successful in regard to national championships, but it's like... Alabama gets the top recruits. The national uh, college football, so it's, it's just so messed up. You got your like two or three teams every year. It's the same song and dance. For the last like six years, there's been three teams. It's Alabama and Clemson. They're the two that win it every year. And then Ohio State, you know, is there. That's the third team. Which is so random yeah. to me because when, you know, I my perception, first of all, I've ever been to Ohio. I don't recall. But the, you haven't been to Alabama. No, definitely not. And the, like... 
but like Ohio State, like how do you end up like what is the city like that you go there? Is that in Cincinnati or Columbus? Like where is Ohio State? Columbus. It's in Columbus. Yes, Holy Toledo. There's a lot of cities <laughs> in Ohio. Cincinnati. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio. I know. I'm so it's a big state. It's always a swing state. It's an important state. LeBron James is from Akron, Ohio. Oh How many cities? Have, I, I think I know more cities in Ohio than I do in Iowa. It sounds like it. Yeah. And you've never even been. Sandusky, and, Ohio. Oh, my God. <laughs> we need to go to Ohio. I know. Big time. But come on. Like, what is that like? Like, oftentimes people get Ohio State and Iowa, Iowa State, State I know. mixed up. They have to. And so I'm like, dude, like, if you went to Ames, Iowa, where I Iowa State is. I, know. I and then you went to wherever, Dusky, Ohio. Columbus. What is that like? It's a powerhouse. They have a tradition of being really good at football. So Yeah. And yeah. So they're always they're in the Midwest, they are the number one football school in the Midwest is Ohio State. Ohio State. Yes. And you said Bill Sandusky is the owner? Okay, so Tommy Boyd, that's based out of Sandusky, Ohio, correct? <laughs> I do not recall the uh, city, but they do drive through Iowa at well, some yeah, point. They, yeah, they have to get a new map because they're in the state of Illinois. And he's like on the border of Davenport and he's like, I don't see Davenport on this map. It's like, that's the map of Illinois. You need a map of Iowa. You're going to need a new map. And David Spade does something sarcastic. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they move on. That's another movie we need to watch. Tommy Boy, yeah, that's a top ten overall. That's a top ten movie of all time. Have we done a breakdown of our top ten favorite movies? I think a couple times. I think it's always always comes back to Tommy Boy, Forrest Gump, MacGruber, MacGruber, obviously, and then the, for me, The Black Swan. Exactly, yeah. and Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Now, that one scene, Apollo thirteen, the, the one scene where they're uh, the two girls are making out with each other and doing that thing. I don't even remember Black that. Black Swan. But... That was a good part of it of the movie. What? Just I respect females. <laughs> Female actors. That was an intense role. Anything else? Um, Portman and who's the dark hair girl? Mila. Mila. Yeah. Mila Kucher. All right. All right, Michael. Another sign that you're overly self-critical is that you have impossibly high standards. Hmm. As in, like, you can't achieve... Okay, so do you believe you cannot be happy if you're not highly intelligent, highly attractive, wealthy, and super creative, yet are your standards impossible to satisfy? This is a variation of you've never satisfied with achievements. Wow, that this you is position, this is not me. This is like Bill Gates or what was that, Steve Jobs or something like yeah, that? Who yeah, who you just said. You position yourselves to be dissatisfied is basically what happens. Yeah, so it nothing's like, ever good enough. Yeah, that yeah. coach you were describing. Oh, Nick Saban, sure. It's like, oh, it's, it's yeah. never good enough, you know. It's never going to be enough. I think I'm like that. No, right? I, can see, I can see some similarities there, sure. Yeah. Where, and I, but it's like, yeah, once you achieve something, like you're already on to like another then, bigger hill hmm, that you're okay. climbing. And like two years ago, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, well, like, that's where I want to get. And then you like get to that spot. But then you're still already like looking beyond that interesting, spot. Interesting. I think that in our culture and this social media culture where they you know, we talk about curating these lives that is just all curated. You know, people see like, oh, man, look at that life. I wish I could have a life like that, even though that's not actually what's taking place in this person's real life. So, yeah, there's always this fantasy out there um, for a lot of people. Especially when they're younger, I think eventually when you get older and you've done some growing up and some age 
so I'm just growing wiser as age comes wisdom um that's not so much of a thing and you're not always chasing and chasing chasing for some people you you do chase and you do achieve and you know you can achieve that, that ultimately the greatness whatever or the high achievers they they you do have to do that to keep going a tom brady you know a Kobe Bryant, the anniversary of him dying. These are these are the similarities. These Tracy, uh, Michael Jordan, they were never satisfied with anything they did. That's they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, so in the sport, sports world, that's kind of how you do achieve some of that stuff. And, right, yeah. and it's like you would need to be mm-hmm. like competitive. Yeah, very competitive. Y- you type, know? type A for sure. Yeah, and that makes sense. So then they win many multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Super Bowls of Super Bowls or whatever you know yeah. the the final cup, <laughs> sure. but they run it win it multiple times because yeah why wouldn't you just why would you just be satisfied with one you should be thankful for, with one, sure but why wouldn't you try for another one if you're still like able bodied and capable it's a lot of work the older you are this even for me someone who tries to work out and go it's just in my thirties working out and then compared to when I was in my twenties, so I can't imagine being in your forties because that's what Tom Brady's been doing now. That's wild. The amount of work you have to put in day after day after day when you're forty three as opposed to when he was just even ten years ago, thirty three, is so much more greater. Just the amount of work you have to put in just recovery, the diet, everything he has to do it. It's so much. But it's obviously worth it to him to do that for others not so much um and that's why there is no other tom brady we'll see if patrick mahomes has that drive we'll see if patrick mahomes wants to be putting in this work for 20 22 years like tom brady because he has all the talent in the world he's way more talented than brady a lot of people have way more talent than tom brady peyton manning had way more time talent than tom brady tom brady has he's outlasted them all he's outlasted tom or peyton manning and all these other ones um because, yeah, it's it's this discipline. It's this drive. But, like, Peyton he's, Manning... He's not satisfied. Peyton Manning was satisfied. He got, he wanted his number two Super Bowl, and he he was done. He got that second yeah. one. He's done. He's younger than Brady. I'm good. I'm done. Tom's still going at it. That's well, where I give him props. But, you know, you have to, like, assess your physical body. Sure. So it's not like he maybe didn't have the discipline or something. It's just at some point you have to gauge... There's... You put in the day in day work, the diet, the recovery. That's all part of the body not breaking down. Right. That's all part of it. So who knows what he's doing? I would love to know yeah. what he's doing. I hope they do. I hope they're like behind the scenes with him. He like he doesn't touch nightshades. Doesn't come even close to nightshades. What do I talk about when I say nightshades? Tomatoes. It's a nightshade. Okay. What Tom Brady doesn't eat tomatoes, marinara sauce? No, he doesn't. Spaghettios? No, no, Spaghettios, right? Yeah, he's been out of the league fifteen years ago. He's eating Spaghettios <laughs> post game. What if that's his secret? Spaghettios? Yes. Then call me Clarice. Have you seen the new Clarice episode? They're plugging all these new shows on CBS during football games, and they get in my head. No, I don't. Yeah, I probably have seen an advertisement, but have network I? Network television drama, get the hell out of here. Network television sitcom and network TV is so a thing. I, the networks are only live, I feel like, for like f- football, really. For live. Maybe college basketball. And the life. news. And the news, I guess, yeah. Everything uh, else is, you know, streaming all these different, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube TV, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Those are all the good tra- dramas and everything else. Yeah. And Which we, we don't watch, but I only watch sports when I get time and... 
try to get into a series on Netflix. I can never get into anything on Netflix. So then you always just fall back to the great British baking show, um, which it doesn't matter what episode you turn on, they're all fun as hell. <laughs> and they're all tasting the desserts. And then he like uses his fork to like see if it flakes. What's his name? Rob Hollywood. Like that's the guy's name is like. No way. What's the guy's name? It's Mary Berry. She's the old lady. I don't um, watch it. I just like Paul. You. Paul Hollywood. Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the way he cuts the cake or whatever, the pastry with his fork to see if it flakes off is so hilarious to me. It's oh my yeah. gosh, I refuse yeah. to cut cake now without <laughs> trying to flake it just before I taste it. You know, that's the first part uh, of anything. Paul flaking a cake. Yeah. All right, another sign, Michael. You're self-critical, which I'm learning that you're not at all. I guess I know you are, but like you have the self-confidence to support being self-critical, right? Uh, sure. Michael, yeah. what about your like benching and you're working out and stuff? Are you no. critical? Like, are you trying like, gosh, I really wish I could no. grow muscle. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I think that you are like, how many pushups are Maintain. you doing? What's your, let's, let's A thousand talk. pushups get done every week. A thousand pushups. And what are your, what's your pull-up count, Mike? I don't have a certain number of pull-ups I do every week. It depends. Um, when I do a back day. I have a certain number of pull-ups I want to get done for that day, and it get, they get done. Those are certain workout goals that I hit routinely um, to maintain. It's all about man- maintaining. I'm not trying to bulk up. I'm not trying to bench a certain amount of weight. I, I used to do that when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, maintaining, keeping my strength, keeping my cardio, I, I don't – that's always – you know, that's my thing. That's why I prescribe to healthy. You only get one body. The healthy body, for me, makes me a healthy brain. Um and just a better overall person exercise as you get older is more and more critical i mean you got to keep the body sharp but you got to keep that brain the brain's the most important thing and exercise is like the number one thing for the brain i know like reading and learning new things is as well um but exercise is just as important so do you exercise more than you read i do um i wish i read more what do you consider reading because everything you're just reading stuff on your phone I definitely read stuff on my phone but yeah like reading a book you know mm-hmm. and they say like even to like read so what are my things my areas of interest okay sports um and then like health wellness fitness go something way out of your thing that you're not even interested at all read that that like turns on more things in your oh, brain oh wow so I, I don't know what that would be gardening or uh, mm-hmm. you know sewing knitting i don't know something like that read a book about that oh, yeah i don't know what about religion you should read a book about religion i heard that there was this really good one too gosh i know what somebody you're was say. talking about a book today Bible. Is it called that? Bible. Also known as the Bible. It's the most popular book in the world. And sure. That's the most read one. I, I know. I've read the Bible. Okay. Um, no, gosh. And it was like, it sounded like it would be about science or something, but it's about religion. The title sounds like it's like scientific, but then it's actually about religion. I heard it's really good. Um, I actually do read books nightly, actually. Daily. I read about six or seven books. With Cortland. Oh, true. So the Very Hungry Caterpillar. He's got about six or seven on rotation. Yeah. That's not my bunny. That's not my piglet. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Brown Bear, Brown Bear. Um, Llama Llama, Mrs. Mama. Llama Llama, Red Pajama. We read about all of those every so I do do a fair amount of reading now that I think about it. Yeah. 
And that's probably outside of your comfort zone, too, of the things that you're interested in. No, I'm interested in all those areas. I love all those books. Oh, okay. Well, as is Cortland. Yeah, he loves them. He does. I think that it makes him feel important. Oh, that's good. He is important. Like, he, Oh, he is. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, Michael, a couple more here. You can't accept compliments. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, what? Excuse me? <laughs> no, I... I can't accept them. Wait a minute. I'm great at accepting compliments. I prefer to give them out, though. Yeah. yeah. I, this is a flaw. Everyone mm-hmm. can improve on accepting compliments. Like, sure. oh, you know, no, it's everyone. Or, you know, like, whatever that, like, compliment is. If mm-hmm. somebody says, like, oh, no, like, they, like, downplay it no, or no. something. Sure. It's a natural thing to do because you yeah. don't want to sound, like, conceited. conceited. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. But sometimes I just say thank you. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm not looking for, like, a compliment back. Exactly. And I'm not, you know, looking for you to, like, downplay it. Just, a lot of times, like, oh, well, I do, I do appreciate it. Let me know that. I do appreciate that. Um, well, thank you. I do appreciate that That's yeah very common yeah there you go yeah so like hey you know i like your shoes oh you know yours are cute too oh i got them from von mauer they were half okay i don't want a whole synopsis of story it was a kind of a token compliment is that a thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. passerby okay i don't want to get a whole conversation about it yeah it's not a stop and chat stop and moment chat, sure. okay but you know everyone can because you know like when you do it i just feel like i can do like if i ever get like a compliment I'm like oh you know i always like downplay it just say thank you just say thank, thank you. you you know i'm bad at that okay well, someone say hey you're funny mike and i'll say oh yeah well you're funny looking steve and then that's you know, that's something he's offended yeah and all he was trying to do is tell me give me compliment and i'm here offending them so i gotta work on that sometimes you do you're Mm -hmm. a jerk i know i know (laughs) no say thank you you're the jerk and you're a jerk off don't get any ideas (laughs) too late Um, all right all right michael final one your achievements in life have chronically fallen beneath your capabilities a classic sign of chronic self-criticism is underperformance. George Costanza. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. he's so self-critical. Yep. Exactly. After years of doing less than your best, you may look back around and be disappointed at how far you've gotten in life. If this isn't a call to deal with your tendency to self-criticize, nothing is. A lot of those number one draft picks in sports that don't pan out. Something, something like that. They're just happy being drafted in the first round. And they just let it all go to waste. Two years later, they're out of the league. Oh, Michael, but it's actually, I don't know. They underperform, sure. Sure. But, okay, so here, back full circle, Michael. Mm -hmm. The thing is with self-criticism, and actually, I think everyone does it naturally to some degree, right? Sure. But it's just, like, all about how you handle it and, like, be productive with it instead of, like, taking yourself down or back or a step back and, like, underperforming. Well, you have to, you need to, you know, love thyself to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you need to love thyself. You, you need to, yeah, self-criticism is helpful and necessary, but be careful with it. All the things you said, I mean, enjoy your accomplishments, enjoy your achievements. Um, don't dwell or wish, hey, I wish I could have done more. Look at Peyton Manning. I don't think he's sitting there saying, man, I wish I could have six Super Bowls like Tom Brady. No, I got two Super Bowls. 
I'm happy with that. Yeah, and I'm awesome. And yeah. it, like, who cares? Tom Brady, what? You know, like you're exactly. you won two Super Bowls. Like that's fantastic, mm-hmm. right? So just try and win a Super Bowl. You know, don't set the bar too high. Just try and win one, and you'll be fine. Look at the um, look at the Jaguars this year. You know what? They were one in fifteen, but guess what? At one point in the year, they were one and zero. They were undefeated after one game. Shut up! Shut up! And then they lost the rest of them. (laughs) Oh my god! Never happened before. This never happened before. But they were pretty happy with that first game, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little too happy. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful. But you know what? Out paid off. They're getting the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. They're getting the quarterback. Thank you. That's what everyone wanted. So the Jaguars accomplished that. They they were so they lost fifteen in a row. It's hard to do, especially after winning your first one. It paid off in the end. They're getting the quarterback from Clemson, who I think is overrated. Who I don't think is the next Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, like everybody says. I don't even think he's as good as Joe Burrow, who's the number overall number one overall pick last year to the Bengals. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sold on you. Prove it to me. Good luck in Jacksonville been a horrible franchise i don't think you're gonna turn it around okay <laughs> i am going to tweet that whole thing to him that was so beautiful his name's trevor tom brady trevor lawrence you know the guy with the long hair he looks like a caveman with long hair um, i mean i shouldn't i shouldn't is he on a geico on, commercial I shouldn't dog on people's physical looks yeah I mean, my god and what if he has low self-esteem i don't think he, he does he's everyone's always you know, oh, this guy's the yeah, best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, who was the best quarterback since Peyton Manning prospect. Peyton Manning was the best quarterback prospect since John Elway. Tom Brady wasn't a top quarterback prospect. He turned into this icon. Look at me now, because no one got in his head. And that's the problem when you get these like people who, you know, are still in college and you're mm-hmm. telling them that you're the next, you know, superstar. Most How does that not that, yeah. wreck you? Some of well, most of them does, but the great ones... Peyton Manning's the world can handle it, and they do just fine. Peyton. They also come from a stable. Like his dad was NFL. He, the Manning, like he like groomed his boys, and he was NFL. Quarterback. Yeah, he yeah. probably groomed him, as in like yeah. kept him away from people sure. telling him that. That's what I would do. So yeah, you don't even know like what's the talk, because that would just ruin your head. Yeah. What about um, the Chiefs quarterback? How Patrick perspective Mahomes. was he? Well, he comes from a good family as well. His dad was a professional. Uh, baseball player had a long career as a, to be a professional athlete so he was around professional ball players growing up just a different sport yeah um but was yeah. he like what number he pick was he he was 11 um yeah he didn't he wasn't this big successful college quarterback by any means um which but, but you, you could you could see he was a talented guy i mean the chiefs moved up and got him number 11 so two quarterbacks were taken before him yeah famously mitchell trubisky of the chicago, chicago bears yeah so all those Bears fans could have had Patrick Mahomes. I love to remind him of that. <laughs> or Deshaun Watson, but no, you went with Mitchell Trubisky. So, hey, here I am, the Vikings. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins is better than Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm still a Vikings fan, so I don't have a ton of room to talk. But you know what? I love that I'm a Vikings fan, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And there you go. And maybe Tom Brady will come over to the Vikings. No, when what he's I'm 45. hoping is Aaron Rodgers does. He pulled yes. the Brett Favre because he seems to be a little disgruntled and and. Green Bay. He's just saying this stuff to ruffle some feathers. Aaron Rodgers is going to stay at Packer. That's my prediction. Oh, with that, Michael, stay safe. Stay healthy. And wash your hands. I will. <laughs>